0: Looking more specifically at the securitization market and looking less at bonds and equities and traditional investments, we see that the market opportunity is particularly promising for financial centers like Hong Kong. Figure 35b shows the size of different asset and liability securitizations in the US, and what we see is that some financial products like auto loans, credit cards, and even student debt are well served by asset-based securitization, whereas in a sunrise industry like the photovoltaic industry is very poorly served by solar company asset-backed securitization. Thus, what US financiers fail to do Hong Kong financiers might be able to insert themselves in this financial intermediation chain. Yet, current prospects for Hong Kong do not look promising. Figure 35C shows the extent of securitization in various jurisdictions, and what we see is that for equity securitizations, some jurisdictions like the US and Switzerland absolutely dominate other jurisdictions like Hong Kong and Japan, yet there's a special link between Germany and China, which we note throughout our entire report, and we see that special relationship coming out in these figures with German companies dominating the market for these securitized transactions in these solar companies, in equity securitizations in general. Moreover, not only is there a market opportunity for such solar investment in terms of the financial side of the business, but we also see that even on the production side of the business that this type of financing might actually contribute to reducing costs. Figure 36 shows the costs of creating electricity if these solar panels are financed in various ways. Thus, looking at the residential solar segment of this market, we see that electricity costs potentially fall the most for when companies are financed by debt. Costs are the highest when these solar companies issue equity. And even at the utility scale, which we talked about previously, Electricity costs are certainly lower, concomitant with economies of scale, yet we see broadly the same pattern holding, such that debt has helped to lower electricity costs much more than other types of finance. Continuing along this line, we see in Figure 35a that there's been, unsurprisingly, a global collapse in the securitization business. The figure shows the issuances of these securities, particularly asset-backed securities, collateralized debt obligations, and asset-backed commercial paper. And what we see, of course, is that these markets developed very quickly before the financial crisis and shrank very quickly after the financial crisis. Of course, all financial centers abuse these types of securities, but nevertheless one has to admit that if you believe our story about different types of finance helping to facilitate the production and consumption of solar energy, then there's a very large market opportunity for financial centers like Hong Kong. Yet we see that financial centers like Hong Kong are not currently positioned to take advantage of these opportunities, given that that their securitization business historically has not focused on assets, but rather on gambling. Remember, we talked previously about the value of an international financial center as focusing on the real economy, on the real growth of a sunrise industry, rather than focusing on bank costs, bank procedures, and so forth. Yet what we see after the financial crisis is that most of the proposed reforms in Hong Kong focus exactly on these financial intermediaries rather than focusing on ways of helping investors manage these risks and returns. For example, in figure 41, We see rules coming out of the Securities and Futures Commission, which focuses on the types of disclosures that have to be made and other requirements for these financial industries, yet we don't see the types of rules that are needed by investors and intermediaries to really understand this industry, to figure out what are the returns, what are the risks, and provide money accordingly. And what we see is that even before the financial crisis, that this so-called securitization actually didn't securitize any tangible thing, but simply focused on linking these securities to the success of different companies like Lehman Brothers. This figure shows the value of investments in various types of Lehman Brothers products sold in Hong Kong, and we see the highest level of demand for products like mini-bonds, which later became very controversial in Hong Kong, yet we see large amounts of demand for other securitized products, particularly in relation to equity-linked investments, where these equities absolutely did not always relate to an actual tangible asset. So the lesson from this figure is that not only is there the potential of significant market demand in a financial center like Hong Kong, but that the market was so distorted by the design of the securitization industry to focus all this money more on linked notes rather than on actually letting people hold papers that gave them ownership of solar panels. To provide proof for our assertion that many of these securitized products were simply gambling rather than productive investments, Figure 39 shows the marketing literature for the most predominant form of security, at that time mini-bonds. Advertising materials given to investors focus not on solar panels or offices, or cars or anything tangible, but these institutional intermediaries would instead offer bottles of wine, even though investments had nothing to do with viticulture. They would offer free electronics, which of course have nothing to do with a investor's risk appetite or desire for returns. And looking at this so-called plain English language disclosure, we see that in fact, what investors were taking on is what economists call a contingent state of the world based pricing scheme. In other words, Investors would be paid off if companies linked to that note did not go bankrupt, but they would lose money if those companies actually went bankrupt. And in many cases, what we see is that the underlying security for those notes was never even really identified. Thus, we see on the marketing side that there's no identification of what the investor needs, and we see on the product side no identification of something tangible that actual consumers need. And for those of you that are interested in the companies that were linked to these notes, figure 40b shows the number of series linked to various companies, namely linked to bets that various companies would not go bankrupt. Naturally, the largest amount of demand seemed to center around the bankruptcy of Standard Charter, HSBC, Citigroup. These are financial institutions. So financial institutions were selling bets on themselves not going bankrupt. Furthermore, there's other evidence showing how previous practices did not look at the result of such finance, but simply at the procedures of providing that finance itself. Figure 42, for example, shows the way that some structured product investment materials were encouraged to be written in plain English, but even after going through all these instruments from issuers like DBS Bank, China Construction Bank, and so forth, we see that the information and structure of their disclosure materials provided everything except basically what they were investing in. We know what the product was in terms of the thing that the end investor would be holding, but these documents did not provide significant information on the actual things that the money was going to be used for. For example, the solar companies, or the pizza makers, or the taxi companies. Because investors had no way of knowing which sunrise or sunset industries they were investing in, they were basically taking on bets, Las Vegas, or Macau style. Indeed, from figure 43B, we see that Hong Kong's financial center market is not even geared to provide one of the most important aspects of a financial center, namely information about these investment products. We rank the quality of information about different solar companies in the U.S. relative to Hong Kong, and what we see is that the depth and the value of information given in the U.S. is far superior to that in Hong Kong. Hong Kong-listed solar companies don't provide the same kinds of webcasts that their U.S. listed peers provide, they don't provide the same kind of deep and detailed information in investment disclosures, and Hong Kong brokers absolutely do not provide the types of analyses on these solar companies that their U.S. peers do. Thus, it's obvious that as a financial center, Hong Kong positions itself as focusing more on returns and not worrying about where those returns come from, rather than helping investors really understand the nuts and bolts of what they're putting their money into.